1: Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable.
3: Ah. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska.
2: Shit's getting way too complicated for me. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, September 27, 2022, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 616 of the Biden Harris administration, 41 days until the 22 midterms. I'm on Instagram. My handle is theBobSesca. I'm on Twitter. My handle there is Seska underscore go. Don't forget the underscore. And our Patreon page, of course, is BobSescaShow.com. Plus, you can follow Buzz Burbank at Michael J. Elston on Twitter. Link in the description, as always. And oh, look, he's sitting right over there. Oh, my God. Good news, you said
3: it all. <laughs> oh man! This is great news. Uh, I just found out my hurricane windows get here next month <laughs> just in time, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, hi, Bob, Hi everybody. Uh, he hi. is Bob I'm Buzz, and a judge has ruled that a transcript of today's show can be used in a criminal investigation. <laughs> Uh, Hurricane Ian, uh, also with the news. Uh, I'm right here in the, you know, in the... Oh, yeah. You know, it's oh, Rosa, there it is. Whoa, Yeah, whoa. it's just outside my door. Yeah. Well, Hurricane Ian is approaching Florida from the south. And a devastating mm-hmm. storm. But yeah. uh, meteorologists now believe that uh, Hurricane Ian was formed by a blast of hot air out of Mar-a-Lago. <laughs>
2: They better get the rest of the documents out of the basement of Mar-a-Lago because it's about to be flooded. I'm just a saying. Basement. It was a warning the FBI.
3: In, yeah, A basement in Florida. Uh, <laughs> things are not going well, though, uh, in a lot of ways for Trump, but things yeah. are not going well between him and the special master he chose to review those top-secret Mar-a-Lago documents. Right. Uh, here's where I think he went wrong with the special master. He forgot to set up a safe word. <laughs> You got to do that with a special <laughs> yes, master. indeed. Trump rallies have gotten really bizarre, haven't they? Yes, they have. Oh my at God! The la- at the last one, they had to make a public service announcement: don't drop the brown acid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have something to say about that in a second. Uh, NASA's gotten its first good photos of the rings of Saturn. Uh-huh. <laughs> first good photos of the rings of Saturn. And I didn't know this. Did you know Saturn has rings? I did not know that. See, it's not just Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> I saw
2: that coming down Main Street.
3: <laughs> Who didn't? Uh, th- thanks to Mrs. Johnson's sixth grade class for sending that. Uh, a lot of Americans are in solidarity with the women of Iran. Yes, you know, uh, Lindsey Graham, for example, has burned his headscarf. <laughs>
1: All
2: right, kicking off the week with Rocky Mountain Mike. Yeah.
4: BG Rocky
3: Mountain Mike BG He's like the fourth He's like the fifth BG I think
2: That's right Rocky MNZ and Mike on I Twitter love that song. Yeah yeah very nicely done All right so much to get to today, including the uh, leaf blower that's right outside my window. So if Very I'm temporarily nice. distracted at any point, See? it's I'm, I'm like quietly cursing at the leaf blower outside if my window. If you were
3: if you were more like me, you'd have steel plates <laughs> over your windows. It really <laughs> that's right. It really keeps out the noise.
2: Yeah, throw open the door there at your place. Oh no! what fit night out for man or beast yes gusty gusty winds what's the wind speed right now hurricane uh, oh, category three wind speed uh, yeah I I don't I don't know I,
3: I would have to look that up okay. <laughs> yeah. because well, I, I thought see,
2: I thought when they categorized it as a three that corresponded the, with the, a wind speed.
3: There's a whole chart for that, but I okay. didn't know I was going to need it, so, right, I yeah, so I don't have it up in front of me.
2: Why it's, don't you know these things, damn it? It's really,
3: really windy, Bob. It's like, it I don't know, what, what would it be, like 150 miles an hour, maybe yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And
2: what, what's amazing is your entire place is armored like the Batmobile. Yes. I mean, it's yes. got all of the uh, metal panels on all the windows. Can you explain, I how did you, you uh, how did you fortify your home?
3: Well, uh, the house came with these hurricane uh, panels. They're, they're custom-cut. Cut for each, and they're all numbered, so you know, and there's a chart that shows which panels go with which windows, Yeah. and uh, they're held on by these wing nuts that have sort of built-in washers on them, and uh, you just hmm. slap those babies up. There's spikes all the way around the window. Yeah. In, the, in the summertime, or, you know, other times when it's not hurricane season, uh, these uh, bolts that stick out of the, the house around the window uh, are covered with a little white plastic nipples.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's
3: right. I said nipples multiple times. Uh, and, and uh, so you have to pull all those off, and then you slide these plates on, and they're corrugated, so mm-hmm. they're extra super strong. It's thick metal, and uh, I think they're virtually bulletproof, really. Yeah. And it has to be if uh, an object comes flying at your house at 150 miles an hour. Let's say uh, your neighbor has a, a, a little uh, ceramic troll. Mm-hmm. Well, that that troll will go right through your heart. <laughs> so you have to. Uh, You have to put up protection. Why is that making me laugh?
2: That should not be making me laugh, but it's hilarious. No, no, no. no, A troll to the heart. That was the cause of death, they said. That's right. Yeah, we have cases, actual cases of that. But See, what I was uh, hoping yeah. for is you would describe these metal panels coming down. Like I said before, like the Batmobile. Like you whisper into a walkie-talkie, yeah, no. you go, you just go shields, and suddenly they go chung, ching chung, ching and down they go, and your whole house is <laughs> looks super futuristic. Yeah,
3: that would be great. It takes about two or three hours to put these babies up, and then that long to, to take them all down again. The good news yeah. is I think this is the last time I'll ever have to use them because I really earlier this year, but long before uh, hurricane season. I ordered mm-hmm. hurricane windows, but because there was a backlog of everything, yeah. then uh, they, they're not here yet. And uh, but the, the hurricane is, so I had to put the damn things up one more time. And I have uh, sandbags that I filled myself that are at the ready to put along the edge of my garage door, so water doesn't seep in. Yeah. I'm not expecting flooding where I am. I'm like 26 and a half feet above sea level. I'm a hundred. I'm sorry. I'm a mile back from the uh, from from the beach itself. No, thank God. And uh, I think we're only expecting uh, at the worst of it. I think maybe nine foot storm surge, which is devastating, de- devastating, billions of dollars of damage along the, the, the beach, along the coast itself. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just far enough inland that uh, I we're going to get the 100-mile-an-hour winds, we're going to get the 10 inches of rain Uh, it's gotta be really bad, but I think we're as ready as we can be.
2: I'm imagining you up on the, in the crow's nest above your place there, like Lieutenant Dan, just defying, like screaming at the storm as it whooshes through. Yeah. Or like, or or like, you're not moving, you're not going anywhere. You're staying right there where you are. Like, or, like Dan Rather,
3: hanging onto a fire plug or whatever he did when, uh, when he covered a hurricane in Texas.
2: When does this make landfall? Y-
3: you know, there were breaking developments just before we started the show, yeah. and uh, I think the landfall uh, timing is going to be about the same. It should hit here. But they basically said, when you go to bed tonight, make sure everything's in place because that's going to be your last chance. Because sometime yeah. very early Wednesday morning, uh, it's going to get really bad. I think the, the peak of it may be Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. You, you have to know, things here are just closed. Uh, businesses closed yesterday in many cases. Uh, most of them closed today because uh, their employees and customers alike uh, need to be able to either get out of Dodge or or make uh, those last minute preparations. So yeah, yeah. Uh, the place is shut down and probably will be. Florida is closed, ladies and gentlemen, through the, through the weekend.
2: Oh, Wait, and this, Roy this, Wally said they never it, closed Florida at the end of the, National Lampoon's it, vacation. But okay. Here's
3: how you know it's bad. Also, yeah. just in before we started the show, they've canceled this weekend's boat show.
2: Yeah, you know what? And, uh, when you said boat show, you know what I heard in my head? I heard boat parade. Boat parade so that's absolutely. why I was getting yeah. excited. Like, oh, they canceled a Trump boat parade. What a shame. No,
3: we got We have to have boats to catch your seafood, you know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
2: Well, stay safe, my friend. We'll be uh, monitoring we the, uh, the course of this hurricane, and hopefully I mean- everything's going to be okay.
3: I, You know, I could be making life-saving uh, preparations, but no, I said, no, I want to do Bob's show. So. <laughs> That's
2: right. Your priorities, exactly where I, they need
3: to be. I, I got to get that Lindsay joke on the
2: air. So, <laughs> All right. Well, nicely done. It was Thank worth you. it, certainly. <laughs>
3: Glad to be here.
2: All right. Well, let's see what else is going on here. You know, I wanted to mention this. I talked about this a little bit on the After Party on Friday, but it bears uh, repeating again for our free show listeners, which is Mm -hmm. that I don't understand the podcast platforms sometimes, specifically (laughs) Apple Podcasts. They make some weird choices. For example, changing their name from iTunes to Apple Podcasts. That was one of the many things that confounded me about this particular one platform. And
3: that's that's how you stay ahead of the authorities. (laughs) Exactly
2: right. When you're on the lam, when you've gone to the mattresses, make sure you have a pseudonym ready to roll. But on Friday, I noticed this and it was weird to me, not necessarily for the reason that you might think. I went to our podcast page on Apple podcast and noticed that they changed the name of our Thursday podcast. Our Thursday podcast, of course, uh, features uh, Jody and David. Sure. So he was, we were talking about Donald Trump and his the skin on his face... <laughs> <laughs> and of course, David went right to an old man's scrotum. For well, sure. And, and so immediately, Jody jumped in and said, that's got to be the title of the show. And so I said, sure, let's do that as the title of the show. Made it the title of the show. Went and looked at the uh, podcast page on Apple Podcasts on Friday and noticed that they had put asterisks in place of most of the word scrotum. They left the S at the beginning and the M at the end, but the rest are just a series of asterisks. Now, uh,
3: as an uninformed person just looking at that, has no idea what that word is supposed to be. If you were on a game show and you saw the S and the M and uh, like a hundred asterisks in between it, uh, you you would have no idea what was being censored there.
2: That's right. You'd have to buy a bunch of vowels at least to try to narrow it down for sure. So, uh, fine, they don't like the word scrotum. They don't want right. the biological term for medical the term, sack really. of skin. Yeah, the medical okay. term for the sack of skin that holds the testicles. We didn't use ball sack. We could have used many other more obnoxious words in place right. of scrotum, but David went with the medical slash biological term. Good. Good for him. Yeah, so I don't know what's objectionable about that, but I, okay. My problem here is the hypocrisy is the disparity, Mm -hmm. insofar as Apple Podcasts went out of its way to censor the word scrotum in the title of one of our shows, and Matt Walsh, from the Daily Wire podcast network uh, run by Ben Shapiro, Mm -hmm. continues to incite violence and terrorism against Children's Hospital on Apple Podcasts.
3: Uh, if I understand this, by Apple standards, it's okay to incite actual violence against humans. Yes. But don't say the word scrotum.
2: Very good. Very yes. Good. That's exactly the disparity well, I'm talking about. S- Terrorism so good, we, scrotum bad. That's essentially... So long, as, so long as we know the rules. I am in the middle of the dumbest controversies. <laughs> I, well, I am listening to myself tell this yeah. story. I like, I, am, really, am I really spending time on the fact that they bleeped scrotum in the title of the show? But and, but there's a serious point here. Matt Walsh continues to get away with this bullshit. Yes, and yes.
3: Someone's and someone's going to get, yeah.
2: or many people are going to get seriously injured or, or killed in the process and, of
3: this. And that part's not funny. Absolutely. No, you know, absolutely it's, not. It's, out, it's outrageous that, you know, on social media, Twitter, I mean, they, all of them, they've just been horrible through all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, At all in the name of greed. And it's only made things worse. Yeah. Uh, you know, John Stewart used to say 24. 7 cable news was the worst thing to happen to uh, to uh, political discourse. Mm-hmm. Uh, n- now, I think that's been supplanted by social
2: media. Yeah, well, what's strange about Apple Podcasts is they don't necessarily make a lot of money off of running a show like the Matt Walsh show. I don't understand what their business model necessarily well, is as far as running all these podcasts. I guess in some way it monetizes it. but It's volume, volume, volume. I guess that's it. Yeah. I guess that they want to be the best, uh, the top podcast provider above all of the other thousands of podcasts. Podcast platforms, and I guess that's mm-hmm. their driving motivation. And Matt Walsh has, sadly, a very popular podcast. I guess in that regard, they're going to protect Matt Walsh and not give a flying rip about our little show here and our use mm-hmm. of the word scrotum. I'm just going to say scrotum a couple more times here. I think in you the show. should. Yeah, scrotum. Just I'll should. try to incorporate it through the rest of the show somehow. In,
3: in fact, don't put it in the <laughs> title. Put it in the show description somewhere today, <laughs> and see. Right. Yeah, just maybe. as a test. <laughs>
2: That's a great idea. I will absolutely do that. See that, yeah.
3: We'll see how closely the computer is reading.
2: (laughs) That's right. Well, meantime, uh, we all had some fun with this over the weekend. Donald Trump did another one of his ridiculous rallies, continuing to bilk all of the suckers and rubes of their life savings, making them pay to watch mm-hmm. him say the same shit that he says every single rally. Yeah, yeah I think it's the brown acid. They,
3: you know, <laughs> why, why else? There is no other explanation.
2: The truth is, not a lot of people show up at those rallies anymore. Right. You get the sense that there's a lot of people. Because you hear them yelling and pointing, doing their QAnon pointing gesture and so on. But not a lot of people there. But the funny thing is, is that while Donald Trump's content, while his script, while his ridiculous Sir stories and his ongoing (laughs) grievances and whining about impeachment hoax one, impeachment hoax two, Russia, Mm -hmm. Russia, Russia. In addition to all of that, he was talking at the rally over the weekend and... He had another one of his short circuits where he oh, goes and, these. to say something and it's on the prompter and he says it wrong. And then he it's like you can hear the record grip right across the yeah. player
3: in his blur- in his brain. Yeah, yes.
2: That's right. So he went to say, we want to keep America great. Uh But instead of that, this is what came out. This is Donald Trump over the weekend.
5: Remember, I was going to say, I was going to use an expression, we have to keep our country gay, but but it's not, I mean, for some reason,
2: it's just not great anymore. It's not great anymore, but he he needs to keep the country gay. What is that? Great recovery, isn't it? Great recovery. (laughs) Yes, and so ironic because his recoveries are never great. His recoveries and, and, are always worse than the actual um,
3: misspoken
2: word itself, right? And yet, his
3: thing and, and the, the thing of other Republicans is that Joe Biden is the one who has dementia. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. While this guy's running around loose
5: saying this, we have to keep our country gate. We
3: should, you know how we have <laughs> s- silver that? alerts? We have silver <laughs> alerts for senior citizens who wander off. We should put out an orange
2: alert. <laughs> what is the p- p- part? What does he say? B- p- I don't know where he bur- was going bur- with that. Per, per,
3: per. Yeah, per, bur- <laughs>
2: It's like he's almost going to say gray poopon, but he doesn't. He just says gay. Bur- bur- no.
3: no, it's just that it's that short circuit or a skipping record that you described. Yeah, that's what <laughs> that's it right. is.
2: Right. Usually, what he does is he says something wrong and then pretends as though he meant to say the wrong thing. Like usually, right. what he would say: "We need to keep the country gay, burp, burp, and we love the gays. Such fans of the gays."
3: Well, I, I know you want to play it again, and I do too. And, and here's what we here's what we should here's here's what we should listen for this time. Okay. Notice in the sentence after the "per per" part, uh, he makes it a point to say the word "great" very clearly, right? Uh, to prove he can do it, or to make you think that you didn't hear what you thought you heard a second before that. Okay, here
2: we go.
5: Remember I was going to say, I was going to use an expression, we have to keep our country gate, but it's not, I mean, for some reason, it's just not great anymore. Great, it's not great anymore.
3: See, he can do it.
5: (laughs) We have to keep our country gate, but... but
2: well, there's a rhythm you know, to it, almost. I think.
3: Yeah, there, there is. I, I am convinced of two things. One, it's it's uh, outrageous that he's still out running around spewing this stuff. Him <laughs> and a number of other people. The the other thing is, I, I it can't go on much longer. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the, the walls, as we've discussed before are definitely closing in yeah. very closely to him now from multiple directions. And that's a lot of uh, his behavior, this panic behavior. We're seeing panic behavior all over the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. That's uh, exactly right. Uh, and and uh, if I may interject here, this, uh, and that is that uh, we, you know, the, the Democrats winning the House is not a sure thing. In fact, no. Uh, the Republicans still have the lead just barely. So if we work a little harder, we can overcome that. Mm-hmm. You don't want because the first thing they're going to do is to shut down the investigation of Jan 6. Yep. They're going to they're gonna impeach Biden. Mm-hmm. They're going to impeach uh, Merrick Garland. Uh, they have a list of like, the last I heard, like seven or eight people that they're either going to impeach or investigate. And it's going to be like the Benghazi thing for each of them. There'll be 11 hearings for each of them. And that's all they will do. And yeah. if you don't want that then uh you know you've got to vote and you've got to make sure you drag people with you this is a case where really every vote counts.
2: Have they said why they want to impeach Joe Biden? Have they mentioned the charges? Have they mentioned anything along those lines in terms <laughs> of why he should be impeached? I don't think they have. I haven't heard anything along those lines.
3: And nothing substantive. I, I I must say I I saw something and I've put it out of my mind because I dismissed it, uh, basically what happened. And and that's what's going to happen, I think, in the minds of Reasonable people yeah. is that uh, they, they got nothing, right. uh, you know, he, and and it's too bad that the, even Democrats, many Democrats, don't realize what a, a great president Biden is and how I mean he looks lackluster on the outside you may may not like the package but damn that guy's gotten some things done and we need to continue to spread the word about that yeah uh because America is wrong-headed now we, we we're seeing shifts Biden's popularity is up uh the the Republicans are on the ropes we haven't beaten them but we've got them in a corner and and we just need to push a little harder mm-hmm. uh and and that goes for all races up and down the ballot, but but it's it's it, it, we're getting we're getting down to the wire here, and uh, the consequences of losing even the house to Republicans are devastating.
2: I know why they want to impeach him. Okay, well, you know why? Why? Because the Democrats impeached Donald Trump twice. Well
3: sure it is the so party is pay- of revenge.
2: It's payback. Exactly it's right. The, they they don't the need a revenge. Yeah, yeah. From- we're going to punish Joe Biden because they punished Donald Trump. Right. The, the big difference is that the Democrats had reason to impeach Donald Trump. Substantive right. reason, evidence, right. things like that. They're just like, right. Matt Gates is out there screaming, oh, we're just going to do it. We're going to do it because right. I know you want us to do it. I know that we'll get votes if we say we're going to do it. We don't need to give a reason. We just want to get rid of him. But that's right. no reason. And, but they don't, need, they don't <laughs> need specific charges. They don't need a no. reason. Doesn't even matter to that extent. So this is going to be, yes, this is going to be a process of neener, neener payback is what they're going to do. They
3: are the revenge party from top to bottom from Trump down and uh, that's exactly, in fact, they'll tell you, we're doing it because you did it to our guy.
2: Oh, yeah. And,
3: you and, know, but we'll see how well that holds up after a lot of this criminal stuff comes down and mm-hmm. the rest of the Jan 6 committee's work, et cetera.
2: Well, we witnessed that firsthand throughout the Clinton years. The Republicans getting revenge on Bill Clinton because George H.W. Bush was supposed to be the two term guy, was supposed to be a two term right, president right. to continue on the Reagan legacy. And then suddenly this guy, this nobody out of Arkansas comes in. And cleans Ah. his clock and ends up becoming president, and they couldn't hack that. And that gave rise to Newt Gingrich. That gave Newt Gingrich the foothold he needed, culminating yada, 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 into the 1998, was it 98 impeachment? Was that when it happened? Probably. Yeah, somewhere in there. Let's say it was. Yes, okay. I'm going to go with 1998. But that's the whole reason. It was all about revenge. It was about revenge for 1992. Right, and so uh, that's been the and, centerpiece of that party so far. And, and, that's what they do. And
3: Newt and Newt is the brute at the root of the, of the Republican politics we have today. And and I think you're going to be hearing more about that very likely from the Jan. Six committee.
2: Yeah, but you know, at the end of the day, all they really want to do is to keep the country gate. We have to keep our country gate.
5: Can't
2: get another Yes. One of my favorite things in the world. That's one of my new favorite short circuits from Donald Trump. Okay. Very good. Speaking of Trump, um, big thing happening tomorrow, and that's what they're calling it. They're calling it big thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. The the January 6th committee hearing uh, the latest one occurs tomorrow. I think this may be, they're saying, speculating that this might be the last one. Are you hearing that, Buzz? That's going to be here's
3: Here's what I have heard. Here's what I've read, and that is that there is uh, some disagreement within the January 6th Sixth committee as to whether this will be the last one okay uh, chairman chairman Benny Thompson is saying it will be uh, there are other prominent people uh, in uh, and involved with the January 6th committee who are mm-hmm. saying wait not so fast I do know that the committee's work will continue to the end of the year, and will conclude with a report. And that report will include possible criminal referrals, but really mm-hmm. more importantly at this point, uh, recommendations to how to prevent this crap in the future. And there are disagreements on the Jan 6 panel about that too, so that those have to be ironed out. But uh, here's what we know about tomorrow's hearing, and I'm really surprised and disappointed it's on at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, me too. Uh, because what I'm hearing is that if people saw this, and many will, but if people saw this, uh, they w- this is the case closer. Yeah, this is this is where they they close the case on Donald Trump, where they they tie everything back to him. There's a lot of new stuff that they've gathered over the summer, uh, including the Secret Service, and all, it's going to be a. It's going to be a very active hearing tonight. You're going to see a lot of things in a short amount of time. And from what I understand, it'll be very powerful. It would be a good ender, as it were, but there's so much more to uncover. They haven't even spoken with Jenny Thomas yet, although that's on their docket. But that takes place after tomorrow's televised hearing.
2: Plus, I heard that Liz Cheney is talking about how the committee has obtained 800,000 U.S. Secret Service communications from on or around January 6th. She said some of the texts are gone, but there are other forms of communication. Also, some agents were not forthcoming with the committee. But I'm going to go out on a limb and predict that this won't be the last one. I, yeah, we'll, I don't think, I think we'll so see one more. I, yeah. I, they'll
3: have to come back. It, it may not be until after the election. Yeah, I yeah. think it would be the way they would work that. But there will be more to reveal then as they get closer to their final report. Of course, after the election, you're headed into the end of the year where they were going to wrap up with a final report anyway. So I'm not sure how that will play out exactly. But uh, I expect a dramatic hearing tomorrow. I'm glad uh, MSNBC is doing a recap of it tomorrow night. I, it's a shame that so many in Florida won't see tomorrow's hearing because of the hurricane.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. You've got to close those metal slats. I don't know I'm why. You, yeah. I don't know how you were able opening. to multitask and get that done while you were talking. <laughs> they okay. needed a little fresh air. And- is it my headphones are too loud or is it just really, really windy out there? Okay. Yes. And I want to add here that if the Democrats end up retaining the House, the Democrats managed yeah. to not lose the House. We can close. hang on to the House. I am predicting that this committee will be renewed for the next Congress, that it won't shut down at the end of the year. So if the Democrats have a really good night on November 8th, in that transition, in that lame duck period of time, I think there will be at least one more hearing. I think the committee's work will continue publicly during that window of
3: time. In the meantime, they have to prepare for the worst, uh, yeah. and 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 the worst could very well happen. Again, let me emphasize: Republicans still have a slight lead in taking control of the House. Mm-hmm. We're very close. We can fix this, and the numbers are getting better. But only if we do the work. Uh, the, we're really in danger of of losing the House and having these hearings and having these impeachments and and seeing the end of the, of the January sixth investigation. And so many more things, you know, the Congress, it'll be gridlocked. We don't want this. We need to keep control of the House and expand our control of the Senate and and all the local races down the ballot to school board. It's so important that we take care of that because there is so much at stake and the clock is ticking.
2: I've got some uh, poll results here coming up in a little bit. OK, good. That not, you know what? I'm going to mention those now. Screw it. I, right, I was going to yeah. put them off till the end of the show, usually when we do the pollgasm stuff. But I just wanted to mention along those lines, this one really concerned me, Buzz. This particular poll, I think it's, a, it's coming up here. Yes, it's a CBS News battleground tracker uh, from YouGov. Uh-huh. And it's the percentage of people who say they will definitely vote this time around. Oh, yes. And we've got 70% of independents saying they will definitely vote. Uh-huh. 79% of Republicans say they will definitely vote. Only 74% of Democrats say they will definitely vote. And we got to do better than that. Wise up, Democrats. This is not good enough.
3: If you care about public health, women's rights, uh, gay rights, the rights of minorities, uh, if you care about uh, sanity in this country, uh, law Mm -hmm. enforcement, uh, you've got to vote Democratic and you've got to get other people to do the same. Mm -hmm. This is so—I'm nervous right now. I'm really nervous. We're getting close. It's a very close race. We're slightly behind. And so, yeah, to me, I'm biting my nails over this because uh, we're so close to losing so much. We can't afford to let that happen. I know Democrats are, are, are largely motivated. I expect to get some help from independents, although independents have a very unfavorable, unfavorable view of Joe Biden. We don't know how much that's going to reflect. I do know that although voters, you see these polls, and uh, the media loves this, polls that say uh, inflation is, is their number one concern. Well, not among women voters, for sure. No, uh, Inflation is not the number one concern. And uh, historically, if you look at past elections where uh, Democrats have uh, faced a midterm or a reelection challenge uh, during a time of high inflation, It hasn't. The inflation did not hurt the Democrats at the po- at the uh, at the voting booth, right? Uh, so, uh, for all the concern about inflation that we all share, uh, I don't think that voters are going to let that be the final determining factor. And uh, like I said, if you care about women's rights and and uh, a sane immigration policy and so much more, uh, there's only one way to vote, and you need to take as many people with you as you can because it's yeah. damn damn close.
2: Bear in mind that inflation is temporary and fascism is permanent. Republicans take power. If they seize control of the House of Representatives, the chances are they will not relinquish that power. They have shown themselves to be prone to that sort of tactic, that they will see, they will hang on to power no matter what. They will try whatever tricks they can pull out of their fucking top hats to uh, make sure they retain that power. And so we have to act accordingly Not on, you know, some sort of thing That's cyclical that will pop up And then disappear on its own Without a whole lot of meddling From the political class in Washington I mean, obviously the Fed has a role to play In inflation and so on OPEC has a role to play in all of those things But there's not a whole lot Despite what the Republicans are saying There's not a whole lot Congress can do If anything And by the way, Republicans don't have a plan for inflation anyway Find me the Republican plan to combat inflation They do not have <laughs>
3: what they have is a commitment to America that will uh, make uh, life begin at conception, mm-hmm. uh, that will uh, eliminate uh, Medicare and Social Security. These are the things that are on the line in this next election. I can't right. believe uh, the numbers you just cited. Why are Democrats trailing in the number uh, who plan to vote? It's That's very, very disturbing, especially since Democrats have so much to lose here.
2: Yeah, I hope it's not because we're getting complacent. I hope it's not because people are getting happy because... you not get happy. This well, is not in the bag yet. The Senate is not, I mean, the Republicans still have a chance to win a majority in the Senate too. Don't take that for granted. Don't take that slight lead for granted. We right. need to dominate. We need to embarrass them. We need to humiliate right. them Crush at them. the polling place. That's how this needs to work. And that's the only way, over the long run, that something like Trumpism gets rebottled and jettisoned into space, however we can. Mm. Maybe we can mm. use it to knock down on another asteroid or something like that but i mean the one consolation in this poll is and someone mentioned this in the replies i forget the the person's name but it's that there are more democrats than there are republicans in this country
3: there are if only they'd vote if everybody voted democrats would always win
2: right well that may even out the fact that democrats are five percent less likely to vote in this election which is just absolutely fucking baffling i mean I'm trying to think of who that is. Who is that 5%? Is it ah, oh, fuck <laughs> yeah. it. Is this not important uh, enough? Is it the young I, people? I, is it the, like, the progressives, as they call them? Is it the, those people who just want to stay home or vote third party? Or actually, they're not even voting third party. This is just, oh, we're not going to vote at all.
3: I expect, it's it's probably interdemographic. I, I think yeah. probably some from, from all groups are just not happy with Biden because they mm-hmm. don't know what he's done. They don't. He doesn't present the image that they like, uh, that they see on TV. I don't think they, they care for that very yeah, much yeah. Uh, I, because they, they think of him as old. If you look at what he's actually accomplished, uh, you'd be very impressed by his ability to do these things yep. uh, because they're impressive even for a younger man. Uh, it, it's just a shame that even Democrats don't see the good that Joe Biden has done. But the mm-hmm. fact is they don't. Right. And that, to some degree, is is hurting us. I think, though, that the investigations are helping especially as developments unfold, and I hope they continue to unfold up, up till Election Day. It, it strikes me interesting that uh, this last January 6th committee hearing occurs on September 28th, which is uh, the end of September, uh, which is as close as you can get to an October surprise without being in October. Uh, that yeah. I don't think that timing is accidental. Mm-hmm. I don't think they wanted to hold it in October because they didn't want to be accused of that. So they put it as close to October as That's they could right. get it. That's right. and, and, and I think so I think there was some strategic thinking there. Yeah. But, but I think the progress of that investigation on the DOJ and other investigations, uh, Fonny Willis, uh, the state of New York, uh, Letitia James in New York, uh, very impressive stuff going on there, and it's mm-hmm. it's happening very quickly. And the special master that at first Trump demanded to have one. I must have a special master. Yes. And and then uh, he rejected the two that the Justice Department proposed, and then he proposed two, and uh, one of them. As soon as DOJ saw that, they said, Yeah, that guy. We want that guy. Mm-hmm. And so they they agreed on this guy. So Trump uh, wanted demanded a special master and got it. Demanded this specific uh, special master and got him. And the special master has uh, abused him, (laughs) Uh, you know, with with, uh, negative ruling and comment after negative ruling and comment. Uh, I I think that these things unfolding, that that the Republican Party looking more criminal as we approach uh, Election Day uh, can be good for us. And I think we, uh, who knows, if we get lucky, maybe we'll even see inflation numbers ease a bit.
2: That's right. We're going to talk about the latest from Judge Deary here in a second, because he's trying to paint Donald Trump into a corner in which well, Donald Trump has already painted himself into a corner. Yes. Yeah. He's just, he's Judge Deary's he's he's adding more screwed. paint. He's adding another coating to the paint <laughs> that's mm-hmm. surrounding Donald Trump, the red ketchup-colored paint. And so <laughs> we're going to talk about the latest there and how Donald Trump is going to get around this. I think we can all predict how Donald Trump will get around this, but we'll discuss it specifically yes. here in okay. just a few minutes. Uh, plus, a couple of things from the Maggie Haberman book and- Mark Meadows chatting with someone who was behind the plan to seize voting machines. All right, in the meantime, I want to thank uh, Stephanie B., Michael Jenis, Chris Denchfield, Charles R. Salvador, Mark Tomchek, Mark yes. Owen, Sean in Florida, Heather, Jay Palm, Glenn Cairn-Murray. These are all brand new subscribers to our Patreon page Welcome. this week. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on the Patreon page. The best way to support this podcast, I'm telling you, but it's not just about supporting the podcast. We give back. Not only are you going to be supporting this fully independent podcast, but you're also going to get all kinds of bonus content, including every Tuesday and Thursday. You're going to get the Shadow Docket podcast at bobseskashow.com, patreon.com slash bobseskashow, either one of those. It's a completely unfiltered, commercial-free continuation of all the fun and news, and it's only going to cost you pennies per episode. We call it Act 3 of the show.
3: We actually say the word scrotum about every 60 seconds.
2: That is absolutely true. It's just a scrotum fest. It's a scrotum palooza on the Shadow Docket show. (laughs) Uh, But it's Act 3 of the show. We do uh, the first two acts for free. And then the third act is the Shadow Docket, and that drops exclusively on our Patreon page. Remember, once you sign up, you can only listen on the Patreon page or on the app, or if you know how to use an RSS feed, you can use that too. But primarily, it's all about bobseskashow.com or the Patreon app where you listen. The Shadow Dockets drop every Tuesday and Thursday after the free shows, and they're only going to cost you $5 per month. That is the extent of the pledge. And you're going to be supporting this fully independent podcast. Don't miss out. It's bobsescashow.com.
0: Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
4: Bob Seska.
2: such a great song. Yeah, we're sending this out to the Tampa Bay area. This is God Save the City. The great Brad Brooks. Link in the description to support Brad Brooks. Get this album now. It is also called God Save the City. That's the name of the record. So you want to download this. Get this into your record collection ASAP. BobSesca.com slash music to uh, submit your stuff to the show. Please do it. You got a band if you're a solo recording artist. Whatever it is you do musically, we'd love to hear it on the show, and maybe we'll get into the rotation for you. Okay. Very good. Yeah, sounds great. Uh, yeah, we'll check in. How's everything going down there? Is there no, no roofs blowing off of I'll places nearby? I'll
3: be I don't know. I'll be, I'll be bringing you these reports as long as I can talk and as long as I can see. <laughs>
2: Have, have you, you bungeed yourself to a stop sign yet?
3: <laughs> no, no, but I have my grill, my gas grill is bungeed, so that's the important
2: thing. <laughs> that's good. I know. Yeah, as you sent me all the pictures of how you've got all of your stuff uh secured to the building, and that's uh oh, that's man. good. That's good preparation. We
3: are, we are as battened down as, as you can get. Yes. It's, it's yeah, I feel I feel very confident uh that we have taken every pro- preparation we can. It is gonna be a devastating storm, and I will tell you this there's more work ahead. Not only do I have to take down all those panels. And get rid of the sandbags and put everything back in the yard where it was before. Mm-hmm. But also, there will be the business of cleaning up of branches and uh, twigs and leaves and things that will be uh, probably a foot deep all across my lawn. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds
2: great. Yeah, sounds exactly. Like time. So crazy,
3: yeah. crazy times ahead.
2: You know, it's times like these when I I want to go to the old expression, and that old expression is: <laughs> We have to keep what? our What's country that? gate. That's it. That's the old. That's expression. the one. Yes, yeah. Yes. yeah, we have to keep our country gate. It's almost so, like an impression of Dennis Miller. Got to keep our country gay. Bup, bup.
3: <laughs> yeah, it is. It yeah, is very much it? like that. Well, so we so that we remember, you may have to play it several more times before we get out of here.
2: I'm almost forgetting the expression. What's the expression Already, again? I forgot. Yeah, I we have know. to keep our country gate.
3: Country bop. Okay. <laughs> Jesus
2: Morton. Christ. Oh my and god. By oh the way god. that that
3: that line, as long as I can talk, and as long as I, yeah, you know, that is actually a line from uh, the 1939 uh, broadcast of Orson Welles' War of the Worlds. Ah, oh, nice. A, a guy, a guy. The Martian machines are moving in. A guy's a reporter's on top of the building. He's choking on the on the smoke, on the acrid smoke. <laughs> you know, right. I'll be bringing you these reports as long as I can talk, and, as long as I could see. I love that shit. Thank you. Thank you.
2: I love it. And I've got the equipment yeah. for it. If you notice Rocky Mountain Mike's Twitter feed, uh, lots yes. of pictures of my equipment set up. It's perfect for War of the Worlds. and, and It is. <laughs> yes. Okay. Judge Deary is now yes. demanding that Trump prove that the FBI planted evidence in and amongst all of his crap in a Lago. And,
3: and it's all because Trump shot his mouth off.
2: That's exactly right. So now, uh, Judge Raymond Deary, the court-appointed special master, said in a filing on Thursday that Trump's team needs to submit a sworn declaration saying if they believe the Justice Department included any items on their inventory of materials taken from Mar-a-Lago that were not actually seized during the search. The declaration must include a list of any specific items set forth in the detailed property inventory that plaintiff asserts were not seized from the premises on August 8, 2022, Deary wrote in the order. Interesting, interesting uh, scenario here. It is. See, uh,
3: Judge Deary is the type of judge that Judge Cannon will never be. Yeah, he's got Uh, no fucks. He he actually knows, well, and he actually knows what he's doing as opposed Mm -hmm. to Judge Cannon. Uh, This is so great. As I said, you know, Trump demanded him. Trump chose him. And uh, now he's getting this. And and people were complaining that uh, a candidate chosen by Trump to be the special master uh, was actually going to get the gig. And they thought, oh, well, we're screwed. And Mm -hmm. I understand that reaction. But I was saying from the very start, no, you don't understand. This guy's good. This guy we can trust. This guy knows what he's doing and uh, a lot of people very skeptical about. And I just want to say nanny nanny boo boo to those of you Who, who had any doubt about Judge Deary because uh, he's made ruling after ruling and statement after statement that uh, just shows he's not putting up with Trump's crap.
2: And he's so much better than Judge Cannon. And, oh, my God. And, and one of the reasons is, this is Judge Cannon's judicial philosophy. We have to
5: keep our country
2: gate
3: That's the other thing I tried to assuage people by saying, no, listen, it's going to be okay mm-hmm. because what's going to happen is Judge Deary is going to eclipse... Judge Cannon. And he has done precisely that.
2: That's right. Well, here's the thing. Any disparity in the inventory is going to be seized upon by Donald Trump and say, hey, look, there's some. there was something missing or they a- said there were too many things when there weren't. And and so you already saw that there was a filing yesterday where there was a new inventory where the FBI had been able to go through and verify the numbers of documents. For example, I think it's still 43 empty folders, but I think they there is uh, like one fewer uh, actual classified 40, documents. I think,
3: I think we're back down to 47. It was like 47, okay. and then went up to 48, and then back down to 47. But yes. yeah, I think the number we're at is 47.
2: Well, watch for Donald Trump to seize on that as the excuse, sure. as the hinky behavior by the FBI indicating empty folders, planted evidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
3: and the judge has already made clear. Deary's already made clear that uh, <laughs> we're it left to him for, uh, to decide between. uh, the veracity of the government and the veracity of Trump and his lawyers, uh, he's going to go with the government. Yeah, and, uh, and that's great. That's a relief.
2: Well, his lawyers will also say will also tell Judge Deary that Donald Trump's opinion on social media is just him uh, you know, playing with his troth-central thing.
3: Troth-central. Central.
2: Yes, and he's not really serious about that, and they'll put that in there. And of course, the Red Hats will never see it, because Fox News and AM Talk Radio and all the Daily Wire podcasts will never mention that part of the filing. And then Donald Trump Will continue to say, "Well, they yeah, they planted evidence." Doesn't well, so it doesn't matter ultimately what's on the uh, record. He's just going to keep saying they planted evidence anyway. Yeah, I,
3: if I understand where you're going here, and I think I do, it is the the tactic here is to simply delay.
2: Yeah, delay. That's is, the ongoing tactic. All about yeah, delay, yeah. delay,
3: delay. By the way, it's funny we were just talking about this. This just came in from. Uh, CNN, I think. Uh, Okay. Anyway, uh, they say the newest addition to Trump's legal team has been sidelined in the Mar-a-Lago search case. Uh, He's been sidelined from the investigation less than a month after being brought on to represent Trump. It's uh Kai's the guy's name is Kais Chris kais Chris really. So so he was here a month ago. I showed up a month ago, and a month later he's out the door, yeah. and Christina he, Bob
2: he, was on o a n or one of those kind of networks and said something along the lines of that she's no longer part or was never part of the Mar Lago matter, the oh, now I'm, matter. i Matter.
3: I'm reading further down, he'll he'll remain part of Trump's uh, legal team. It says, the reason for the shift in his role it remains unclear but that he may instead focus his efforts on the other investigations Trump <laughs> is facing. Yes, the uh, other so, two
2: dozen yeah. investigations. Yes.
3: So many lawyers, so little time. Yeah,
2: I think their main guy on this one is Trusty. Am I getting that right? Is it <laughs> yeah, Trusty? Yeah. I think it's yeah, Trusty. trusty. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because right out of Central Casting, you gotta love the and, name Trusty. His name is Trusty. He's already
3: been admonished, dare I say, embarrassed by Judge Deary already so uh, his credibility in the court is uh, um, tenuous at best
2: yes uh, meantime Mark Meadows communicated with an operative who was behind the plan to seize voting machines from uh, swing states like Arizona and Georgia and this has been proven in text messages, which have not been previously reported. These shed new light. By the way, this is also CNN, as you put it. Mm -hmm. This is from
3: CNN. CNN. Yeah,
2: yeah. It sheds new light on how Phil Waldron's reach, this is the guy who uh, was behind the plan to seize voting machines, his reach extended into the highest levels of the White House and to the extent Mm -hmm. to which Meadows was kept abreast of plans for accessing voting machines, a topic sources tell CNN and court documents suggest is of particular interest to state and federal prosecutors probing efforts to overturn the 2020 election. So, yeah, this has all been a White House operation from the beginning, and we know it.
3: Yeah, at the direction of Donald Trump. But Mark Meadows is really at the center of Trump's operation here. And I think I heard on television last night, is there anybody who doesn't have Mark Meadows' phone number? Because <laughs>
1: uh, he's
3: he was in touch with January 6th people. He was in touch with Jenny Thomas. Obviously, he was in touch with Trump. Yeah. Uh, he seems to be the hub of, of a lot of this between Trump and everybody else. Uh, the January 6th committee has, if you remember back to the beginning, Meadows, for whatever reason, turned over a whole bunch of his texts and other documents to the committee, and then he heard from Trump, and then he stopped cooperating. Right. But but he didn't stop cooperating until after he had already cooperated quite a bit. So the Jan 6 Committee and the Department of Justice have tons and tons and tons of text communications between Mark Meadows and I don't know just name somebody oh yeah uh, because he was literally talking to everyone uh the, the the fake electors I mean he's the maybe the thread that ties all of these folks together from the rioters to the fake electors to Trump himself to Republican lawmakers I mean this guy was the center of that web
2: and I wouldn't be surprised if Trump was throwing him under the bus making him the scapegoat leaking some of these stories to the press be, about hard, Meadows and text messages yeah gonna be
3: gonna be a hard case To make, and I think uh, the January 6th committee is expected to seal the deal Mm. on bringing it all back to Trump tomorrow.
2: And I hope Cash Patel is ready for that eventuality too. At some point along the lines here during the course of this investigation, specifically the Mar a Lago matter. Cash Patel is going to get thrown under the bus just like all the rest of them. Uh, and I wonder if he knows that. I wonder if he realizes well, that. I wonder if he's protecting himself in that eventuality because that's what know. happens to all of Trump's inner circle people. As soon as they're no, no longer useful, Trump just throws them out the door and yeah. slams the door behind them. Yeah.
3: But this time he's going with them. It, it, mm-hmm. it does him little good. I, they may have to share a prison bus. I don't know if they'll be under the bus, but they'll be on the bus. Uh, maybe it'll be a separate bus from Trump. I, t- I said a couple of years ago, we're going to need a lot of prison buses for this. And <laughs> I still I still believe that. That's Uh, right. Yeah, all of these folks need to go down. Not all of them will. Uh, Some will in different ways. Uh, But, yeah, this is the beginning of the end of Trump world, I I think. Uh, Trumpism lives on, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But uh, Donald Trump's own little world there is is about to implode.
2: Well, even though we're inside that 60-day period before the election, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm still frantically reloading Twitter, like 24-7 just waiting for indictment news to come down. Damn. I'm just anticipating it. I'm eagerly anticipating. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm excited. And I feel like it's going to happen any time now, even though realistically it probably no. won't happen until after the election.
3: I, I think you can bank on that. But yeah. there will be a different kind of indictment coming down tomorrow through the January 6th committee. Oh, yeah. I think, again, the, the point of this hearing is to close the deal with the American people that's on, right on Donald Trump and so uh, they what they have is substantial uh, let's see where we are on the other side of that
2: so what do you make of this 60 minute scoop about a nine second phone call reported to 60 minutes by Denver Riggleman um, I'm, I'm Riggleman <laughs> Denver Riggleman is a great name that's a great mm-hmm. radio name or, like, or a TV be...
3: character name yeah
2: oh yeah absolutely. So he's a Republican or former Republican congressman who's Mm -hmm. served as a technical advisor to the January 6th committee. And he told 60 Minutes that, yeah, there was this nine second phone call where CNN has come along now and has named this guy Anton Lunick as the man Uh who received the call from the White House at 434 in the afternoon on January 6th, Lurick is a twenty six year old supporter of Donald Trump, who lives in Brooklyn? He and two friends breached the Capitol on Jan six and recently pled guilty to charges of illegal demonstration. The call's existence was first made public on sixty minutes by Denver Riggleman. Was it an accidental call? Riggleman told sixty minutes. Right. When the White House just happened to call numbers that somebody misdialed a rioter that day on January six, During probably, probably not accidental. But it was only a nine-second phone call.
3: It wouldn't. It could be Mark Meadows. You know, I'd be. I don't know if we'll ever find out who it was. But uh, it, what we know that the January Sixth Committee has and DOJ investigators have is a complete log of Mark Meadows' texts and phone calls. If there's one. Yeah. If there's a nine-second call uh, involving Mark Meadows at that mark, or any of the other uh, people they have uh, text uh, chains uh, t- text uh, threads from. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're gonna. We may. We may find out who it is. But it's interesting. We know the length of the call, the time of the call. We know who was on the outside end of the call. We just don't know who in the White House went through the switchboard To uh, make this particular call, I I don't think it was Trump himself. I'm thinking Meadows or someone like him. Yeah. Uh, You know, and and, um, hopefully we'll find out. I don't know if we will or not, but I I do think that the the Jan 6 Committee and DOJ have the capability to match those up with something they already have in their hands. And speaking of that, although a lot of the Secret Service texts have not been recovered, uh, as you said, uh, the, the committee has many many documents uh they have more testimony and uh, today just before the show we learned that the uh dhs uh, inspector general uh, department of homeland security inspector general yes. is conducting a criminal investigation and uh, as part of that investigation uh the secret service seized the phones of 24 agents and turned those phones over to the inspector general for this criminal investigation this is very significant and it's uh you know although that those calls didn't come from within the White House, this will be all revelatory. And yeah, in answer to your earlier question, I do believe that the Gen 6 committee will be talking about the Secret Service tomorrow as well.
2: Yeah, I hope so. And just one last thing about this nine-second phone call. Chances yes. are... Odds are Chances it wasn't it wasn't someone we know necessarily, right because there are dozens and dozens of people who work in the West Wing, political appointee staffers, mm-hmm, et cetera, mm-hmm. people you know just regular uh, White House employees who work in there too, AIDS, and so Jack. yeah, it could be just about anybody, and a lot of times what happens is a story like this comes down with a big question mark in terms of the who done it, and then right. I think sometimes we're. Prone to insert the name of someone we know. Oh, Kellyanne Conway. Oh, Mark Meadows. Meadows, Oh, yeah, Uh, Stephen Miller. uh, You know the familiar names. We're making good guesses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's fair to guess those names, but at the same time, uh, chances are, and this has been uh, borne out in previous instances. It's someone that we've never heard of before who was right. the assistant to staffer X or whoever. And so, therefore, uh, it may not be anything super-duper important, but it's still hinky enough, I think, oh, to it's demand investigation. Yeah, It's yeah. a direct
3: connection between the rioters and the White House. I don't yeah. know what to make of this Riggleman character. I think he really knows his stuff when it comes to intelligence and research. He did an amazing job with the, the numbers and, and, and the, the volume of material that he worked with. He's also kind of a You know, he's, uh, uh, and he's, you know, very anti Trump world, that's for sure. So, again, uh, enemy of my enemy is my friend. That's right. Uh, so there's some upsides. You know, nobody's perfect. Everybody's a mixture of good and bad. Uh, th- this guy is uh, the peak of both of those. Uh, it's, it's, impossible. it's possible he's both a hero and a villain. But uh, what he did here was pull a five-alarm fire, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for a, uh, an alarm for a five-alarm fire. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, that we appreciate. And I think he's right. I think he was trying to make the committee look bad, saying they hadn't done. But the response from the committee was oh we've we're way behind beyond that we yeah we, we know about that and so much more since he left the investigation we've learned a lot of crap since he left and and I believe that to be true so uh, you know take it with a grain of salt uh, at the same time realize it is a direct connection uh, between the White House and the rioters and uh, that's not for nothing.
2: And Riggle Man is my least favorite superhero. I just wanted to add yes. that. I don't know if you've read any of the Riggle Man comics, but... He they're... won't hold still. There are no still photos of him. They're all blurry. Yes, but they are doing a limited TV series on Disney Plus about the Riggle Man. And of course so they are. Yes, yes. I'm anxiously anticipating that. That'll be coming oh. next fall, yeah. Wait uh, till it'll... you
3: see the doll. It'll be... <laughs>
2: That's right. The action figures are going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. The Riggle Man action figure. Holy shit. Okay. On that note, we're going to take one
0: last break and wrap up the show right
2: after these words.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H track, all wheel drive, and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery.
5: The great sky blue. Oh, I, I can make it rain well, whenever I want it to.
2: As a soul cracker covering uh, The Great Al Green. I can't get next to you. This is from. Uh, oh, Oh, my God. What is it? Uh, The History of Soul, Volume (laughs) 2? I'm I'm forgetting the name of the album. We're forgetting so much today. Yeah, Yeah. it's in the description. I I wrote it down in the description. You can find it under this episode of (laughs) bobseska.com. There's a lot going
3: on. Yeah. They they are my favorite crackers, though.
2: (laughs) Mine too. Oh, shit. Yes, you know, so much information gets crammed into my brain, it pushes other stuff out. Um, I understand. That's why I I forgot the name of this album, yeah. Okay, bobzuska. slash music to submit. And I, I think
3: uh, you know, obviously soul going on there, but uh, I've been listening to blues lately, uh, just more than I ever have before. Yeah. And and learning about it, and it's just fascinating. I like it very much. It's not always sad stuff, and, and that was very much a blues song that we just heard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as well, and I love that. I, other blues songs I've heard recently were, if I get this, uh, I got my mojo working, but it just ain't working on you. <laughs> That's a famous one, and then the other one I heard is uh, uh, "Great minds drink alike." Yes, great Uh, minds drink alike. Yeah,
2: my favorite blues standard is called "We Have to Keep Our Country Gay." (laughs) Right, and the "papa" part is in parentheses. So that's
3: That's part of the rhythm. That's part of that that uh, jazz rhythm they (laughs) use. Right, we gotta
2: keep our country gay. (laughs) Papa, we have to keep our country gay. (laughs) Okay, so Trump told Maggie Haberman that Ron DeSantis is fat, phony, Uh and whiny. Uh-huh. And he's obviously projecting, is what he's doing there. And there's some truth to it, too. But, of course, Donald Trump is also fat, phony, and whiny.
3: There's a rich tapestry here. There are... <laughs> uh, there have got to be at least six reasons that DeSantis <laughs> did what he did with the Martha's Vineyard stunt that's being investigated criminally in multiple angles first of all uh, it, it was uh, it was you know it was dominion over Donald Trump it was proving mm-hmm. that he can do what Trump can't now yeah. and that that he can do it more dramatically than Trump could do it. Uh, that was part of uh, the reason for it. A part of it was to absolutely troll the libs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that was definitely part of it. Uh, there's another aspect to it, too. Uh, Greg Abbott over in Texas has been thinking about running for president. And uh, DeSantis, who's been thinking the same thing for himself, went to Texas, stole immigrants from Greg Abbott's yep. state— put them on a plane, flew them to Florida, and then on to Martha's Vineyard. Greg Abbott and Texas Republicans are not very happy with Mr. DeSantis right now. DeSantis was trolling Trump, he was trolling uh, Abbott and Texas Republicans, and he was trolling... Uh, liberals while breaking the law and being childishly cruel.
2: Yes. Basically borrowing from the white supremacist playbook pre civil rights act. This happened uh, quite a bit back in the day. They would do the reverse freedom rides and take black people off the streets and transport them up to uh, wherever in the North, just to own the, you know, the Northern people who were less racist than they were. And I say less racist because that's the case. There were lots of racists in the North. They were just less racist than in the South. Absolutely. And yeah. and before we get away
3: from it, uh, there's one other layer to this tapestry, and that is that DeSantis is trying to distract from the issue of abortion mm-hmm. because Charlie Crist, who is running a very good race and apparently successful race uh, against DeSantis, uh, a number of polls indicate uh, that uh, Crist has a lead. Uh, Crist's ads have focused almost entirely on... A woman's right to choose, and uh, so DeSantis needed a stunt like this to distract, to change the topic from abortion to immigration, and so he could do that. He could change the subject, uh, troll uh, Babbitt and Trump and uh, liberals uh, all in one felled swoop, and at a cost of only like. $12,000 twelve thousand dollars ahead yeah. to ship those people to uh to Martha's vineyard.
2: And that's why if you see something like this come up, if you see a mm-hmm. Republican troll, a MAGA troll, a red hat troll pop up in your replies. Don't confront them on the thing that they're adding to your replies. Change Just always the pivot yeah. the conversation right back right. to abortion, right. things they don't want to talk about this election. And that's the key to overcoming this ridiculousness, this uh, yeah. racist, cruel, inhumane way that they're uh, manipulating people and, uh, and using them as political props. And the the key to that is knowing exactly what you said, which is that they don't want us talking about the other things. January 6th, Mar-a-Lago, FBI doc, espionage, abortion, 10-year-old rape victims, things like that. They don't want to hear that. And too so, often, yeah, yeah. too
3: often we we focus on the surface things, the things most freshly in the news, like a mm-hmm. DeSantis stunt. When really, and and this is what I wanted to bring the show to the show today, and and to our listeners, is there are a lot of layers to this weave that that DeSantis wove. Yeah. There, there are a lot of a lot of layers and and uh, threads to this that uh, where he was really accomplishing a lot, and all of it uh, perhaps illegally uh, to benefit his campaign, mm-hmm. not just for governor now, but for president. In 24.
2: I'm developing this weird theory, Buzz. I'm just going to throw it out there okay. and see what you think. All I right. think that when the rest of the nation hears Ron DeSantis speak publicly, mm-hmm. like in a mm-hmm. you know, big public address, like at a rally or something like that, right. they're going to start to slowly back away from Ron DeSantis because he's got a terrible speaking voice. What Donald Trump said about him, that he's whiny, he is absolutely whiny. I mean, Donald Trump is plenty whiny himself. He's the whiniest of the whiny diaper babies. But Ron DeSantis has that whiny voice. He's got a very thin voice. I, it's a little bit effeminate. It's, it's strange to listen to him talk and get, you know, it's sort of like that. It's way up in his sinuses. And I think that's going to get a lot of Republicans who are all about the alpha man, the big uh, tough alpha guy. Yo, we got to get a manly man. They're all going to s- slowly start to step away from Ron DeSantis. I
3: I hope so. I think that's true. Like myself, Ron DeSantis is a short man. uh, And and I think he uh, tries to make up for it uh, by uh, with bluster. Uh, I think that if you listen to him, I, I just get this creepy vibe from him. I mean, if, if I didn't know anything about his politics, I still wouldn't like Ron DeSantis yeah. because he's like, I don't know, slippery, uh, a little greasy, a little, you know. And, <laughs> well, and he's got too, he's, yeah. he's, he's got this chip on his shoulder, he's got uh-huh. this attitude, this sort of uh, snobby attitude. Uh, Bully attitude uh, uh, And and whining is part of that But uh, I get a bad vibe from him He's like a guy who just Wants to make trouble He's like a frat boy who wants to make trouble
2: And I think that's going to turn off a lot of people And one of the reasons I've developed this theory And I know it's like way for I fully admit that But remember when Fred Thompson ran for president For years People wanted Fred Thompson to run for president On the Republican side This guy can be the next Reagan And they thought of Fred Thompson in terms of roles from the 80s. And we're talking about uh, a campaign that took place, what was it, 2008, I think, Fred Thompson finally did run. That sounds right, yeah. But he had already been racked with uh, cancer. He looked drawn. He looked thin he yeah. He wasn't the same Fred Thompson that people remembered from no, the movie. He,
3: he wasn't that character.
2: exactly yeah. right. And so I think a lot of Republicans saw that and went, I think it's maybe that was the wrong choice." and they started mm-hmm. to slowly back away. I think there's a possibility that the same thing the Fred Thompson effect can happen with Ron DeSantis. Yeah. I think Ron DeSantis for this reason is not going to end up being the nominee. I think people are jumping the gun as far as anointing maybe, Ron DeSantis as maybe. the guy.
3: But but he is the epitome of the revenge party. He is yeah. he right now he over Trump, he's the standard bearer for bullying and revenge and that's what the Republican politic and the Republican votership are all
2: about right
3: now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is, is reve- anger and revenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, take it from me. I, I know firsthand uh, based on a recent discussion with a Trumpster.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, also here before we wrap up, uh, Maggie Haberman also reported uh, a conversation she had with Donald Trump, where he said oh, that Maggie. of the documents that Trump took, he said there was nothing of great urgency. And that was before he mentioned the letters (laughs) that Kim Jong-un sent to him. We were so in love. Me and Kim Jong-un, we just loved it. It was a love affair. We spooned. We rimmed. (laughs) Yeah, and it's so fucking weird. To talk about his meeting with Kim Jong-un in terms uh, like that...
3: He's a fanboy. He, he met somebody famous, he's excited about it and wants to tell you about it, that he knows, he actually knows Kim Jong-un.
2: Well, that would have been a better way to put it. I'm a, you know, I'm a total fanboy of Kim Jong-un. Instead, it's like he talks about <laughs> it like it's a, 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 romance, a romance novel with yeah. Fabio yeah. on the cover, and he's yeah. Fabio. Yeah. yeah it's like, well, and
3: never, never mind the fact you nothing important. Uh, never mind the nuclear secrets of another country. Uh, right. Yeah. I, I think there were a few important things in there.
2: Yeah. Well, he showed off those letters to so many Oval Office visitors. Uh, mm-hmm. Advisors were concerned that he was being careless with sensitive material. Haberman sure. writes here, "Quote: You were able to take those with you." I asked, or Haberman asked. He kept talking, seeming to have registered my surprise, and said, Oh uh, no. I think that's in the archives, but." Most yeah. of it's in the archives. But the Kim Jong un letters, we have we have incredible things, he said.
3: And that's another Maggie quote from a year ago that she's just now sharing with us. Right. Oh Maggie, <laughs> I wish I'd never seen your bold face. <laughs>
2: In fact, Trump did not return the letters, which were included in boxes he had brought right. to Mar-a-Lago, right. to the National Archives, until uh, months months later. The Washington Post reported on it in early 2022. The Justice Department began investigating how the classified material made its way in and out of the White House residence. In one of our early interviews, she writes... I had asked him separately about some of the texts between FBI agent and the FBI official working on the Robert Mueller investigation, whose affair prompted the agent's removal from the case. This is Peter Strzok, I believe. We had learned the night before Biden's inauguration that Trump was planning to make the texts public. He ultimately didn't, but he told me that Meadows had the material in his possession and offered to connect me with him. It's weird that that's a parenthetical bit of information there. That could be its own section.
3: I, I, you know, I have trouble with this story because I'm as disgusted with Maggie Haberman as I am with Donald Trump <laughs> in this story. I'm sorry, I just I am. know. I mean, yeah. I, I'm sure You're not that what She's reporting. She's not what she's reporting is true, mm-hmm. and we kind of appreciate it. But you know, again, we could have used this information some time ago. Yeah. Who? What gave her the right? As a journalist, whose obligation is to report news immediately, uh, who gave her the right to sit on this for a year and then sell it for profit? I, I know. I'm speaking for a lot of people here. I've just. just just about had enough of her. Uh, it doesn't, and what she's reporting, although we hadn't heard it before, isn't a bit surprising, isn't it? We kind of, we kind of knew this anyway. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I, I, I don't know. I have, I have trouble with this story from, from that standpoint.
2: It's similar to what Donald Trump did, actually. Donald Trump took documents yeah. and tried, trying to hang on to them so that he might be able to do something with them, and maybe that explains the forty-three. 43- empty folders in his office. Oh, and by the way, Tommy Christopher wanted to add here that uh, Ron DeSantis kind of fired back at Trump a little bit. I don't yeah. know if this is a direct reaction to what Trump said, but apparently DeSantis in private said about Trump that he's a moron who has no business running for president. That's a quote, <laughs> according to Six a former one, DeSantis staffer. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Plus, uh, oh yeah, Ken Paxton is apparently on the lamb. <laughs> He's the attorney general of Texas. He was about to be served on a, for a lawsuit having to do with uh, the, abortion, the anti-abortion law in Texas. Mm. And before the process server could get to his place, Ken Paxton loaded his wife up in the truck and took off <laughs> <laughs> He's to the- avoid being served the subpoena. He's the attorney
3: general of the state of Texas, making him the top law enforcement official uh, next to the governor in the state. Yeah. Uh, And uh, he got in the car and ran from the cops. He should have just done what, what Apple did and just changed his name.
2: Well, it's so funny here. I'm looking at the tweet from the Texas Tribune, which reported on Ken Paxton running away. And he replied to the Texas Tribune here. You know, these guys need to learn... Not to, to comment on all this shit every time I it pity, comes up.
3: Pity their lawyers.
2: Yes. Oh, my God. Well, Ken Paxton replied, this is a ridiculous waste of time. The media should be ashamed of themselves. All mm. across the country, conservatives have faced threats to their safety, many threats that received scant coverage or condemnation from the mainstream media. See, that's gaslighting, right. first of all. Mm. Second of all, that's not a denial. <laughs> that's right, not. Right. Is, he's not saying, no, I didn't do that. He's just saying, oh, this is a waste of time to report on this. You know,
3: we mentioned this earlier, but this is the lesson we have to learn. Don't ever let them change the subject, whether you're a reporter or you're just somebody listening or doing this show. Mm -hmm. uh, Don't let them change the subject. Yes. It is our obligation to change it back to the subject.
2: Mm -hmm. And notice, too, that Donald Trump or any of his uh, inner circle people, any of his representatives, any of his spokespeople, not a single one of them are denying that he stole these goddamn documents. No. There's not a single denial about that. There's not an objection to those charges. And that's the key to all of this. doesn't matter if he declassified the documents with his mind Sheep. through some form of telekinesis. <laughs> all that matters is he thought that once he declassified these documents, that he gets to keep them. They're not his to keep.
3: Right. So so that's that's well, the centerpiece of
2: all of this and he's not denying that uh, he kept the documents. So, Get a
3: good seat. Get a good seat because his supporters are hanging on by their fingernails, uh, <laughs> so you'll want to be there to, to watch the fall. Uh, and I this reminder to Republican voters, uh, no need to go to the polls this year. Be like Donald Trump. Use his logic. Just think your vote. That's all you have to do. <laughs> Skip the annoying paperwork and just think your vote. I believe, according to Trump, that's legal.
2: Imagine the Democrats sweeping on November 8th. And by Imagine. the way, just, just so we're clear on this we're what did i say 41 days out from the election yeah, so yeah. that means that some early voting and mail-in voting has already begun
3: yes it has the election has begun
2: yes so bear that in mind close
3: and we're 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 running a little behind in the house get we your, need to get
2: we need to get to work get your asses to the polls as uh, arnold schwarzenegger would say get, Dr- get your ass to you. Mars. yeah get your ass to the polls vote and do all of those things Um, All right, lots more to talk about here coming up on the Shadow Docket on our Patreon page. Again, if you sign up at bobseskashow.com for $5 a month, the Shadow Docket level, you have to go back to bobseskashow.com and listen on that website, on the Patreon page, or download the app. If you're having trouble with the app, don't cancel, DM me first. And the best way to DM me is to sign up on the Patreon page and then you can send me all the DMs you want and I'll see if I can help you out with the app. The app's still... the apps are still a little buggy. I almost said that <laughs> in an Italian accent. Burr, burr. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. Keep America gay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so before, if you have trouble with the app or anything else on the Patreon page, send me a DM before you cancel. I'll help you out. Uh-huh. We'll get it fixed. We'll get and it remember, solved.
3: And yeah. remember, a portion of the proceeds go to the Buzz Burbank Hurricane Fund.
2: <laughs> That's right. We'll check in with the, uh, the wind speed down there and... Florida, here in just a second on the Shouter Docket portion of the show. Again, BobSuskaShow.com, $5 a month. We'll see you over there, folks. Take it easy, stay safe, and we'll talk to you later. Bye bye. We have to keep our
5: country gate. boo sit.